maybe you have been putting off involving them in a particular sport or activity because you just don't have the time, you're not able to pick them up, whatever. But your child really keeps talking to you about it. You know that they're very interested in it. So this is a good indication that you do need to seek for seek support so that you can be able to involve your child in the activity that they want. Because we don't know, it might be a direct link until what hooks them into learning, what helps them stay on track for learning, keeps them motivated, or even a career path later on. Hi, thank you so much for joining the Falling for Learning podcast. I am T.D. Blinaw. We have this podcast to help parents and caregivers with having the resources, strategies, and tools needed to make sure that their children are on track for learning and to stay on track for success. Hello, thank you for joining us. So we're going to talk about building a village. So some people um, have a, are single parents, some people are solo parents, and some people are in a traditional husband-wife or two-partners relationship raising a child. And Either way, you may find yourself in need of a village, building a network of adults and caregivers to help support reach your child's goals, right? To help your child get to where they're supposed to do, right? Because this podcast is for helping parents get their kids on track for learning and to stay on track for success. And part of that is understanding that we as parents may not be the only person that could get that done or we can't do it by ourselves. So enacting a village to help your child reach their goals is really important. So that village um, is based on what your child needs, right? So you may be a parent who works in certain hours where you can't do the pickup or the drop off of your child at school or their different sporting events or their different activities. So of course, you may need to get someone to support you in that right? Making sure that they are there to pick them up. Um, You may, on the other hand, may be able to do the pickup or drop off, but maybe you're not able to attend the uh, ceremony, the award show, the um, performance based on work or something like that. And so again, the village would be very helpful for that. Other times we need village members to help with a skill that we don't have, that we're not able to cultivate with our child. Maybe we're not very good at math. Maybe we really know how to read, but exactly how to support them with their reading, we don't have that. Uh, Again, as they get older, maybe you need them to learn how to drive and maybe you don't have the the nerves for it, right? Your child doesn't have a knack for it, it's very difficult. So you um, just could have somebody else in that village to support you. Now, the village can be made up of relatives, of course, um, but it also would be friends and family members uh, to help support you with your child. Now, we often think about babysitters and stuff like that, but you don't have to have a village person uh, to be a babysitter. They could be tutoring your child with math because that's their strong suit while you're home. So you don't have to be out of the home when they're doing this or away from them. Uh, Because, you know, 
that just may not be what is needed. But it may be a babysitter, of course, uh, but it may be someone who's just there with the family and supports in that way while you're there. Uh, sometimes we need help with cooking or, or cleaning or something like that. And so the, the village may not be directly involved with your child, but maybe help you do other things that is gonna help clear the way for you to be there for your child. So very important for you to take a moment and consider what the needs of your child, are, um, what their needs are. So if get the dress at DIYANU.com. Use fall 415 for the discount. <laughs> Maybe you have been putting off involving them in a particular sport or activity because you just don't have the time, you're not able to pick them up, whatever. But your child really keeps talking to you about it. You know that they're very interested in it. So this is a good indication that you do need to seek for seek support so that you can be able to involve your child in the activity that they want. Because we don't know, it might be a direct link unto what hooks them into learning, what helps them stay on track for learning, keeps them motivated, or even a career path later on. So it's something your child really wants to do or you wanna do, but you're not able to do it. Think about enacting a village. And there are some people who like to help and maybe they don't want too much on them. Some of us are overwhelmed and we may think, okay, I'm just gonna have my mom pick my kids up every day or something like that. But actually that doesn't always work um, because sometimes we'll find that family members are resentful or they'll be upset or really not as nurturing as you'd like them to be. So maybe that person will help once a week or twice a week, but you don't wanna overburden them with it. And then you wanna look out for who else can do it. So to give you some ideas, when my daughter was very young, I really didn't have a lot of family members in where I lived. Um, and I had my sister and she at that time wasn't very reliable. She was very young and, and doing her own thing. And it is what it is, right? Um, sometimes people are around, but they're not able to help or maybe even willing to help depending on their schedule or just where they are in their life. And not that, what are you going to do? Make someone try to help you with your kid? No. So you just got to find a, a way to get support and it might be multiple things. So it might be a service or it might be a person. So um, sometimes I have my daughter in a daycare center. I uh, dropped a home, a family daycare. I dropped her off before school and then uh, they were, they dropped her off at school and then I could pick her up after school. Other days they picked her up and dropped her off. It just depended. I also um, had her a part of Challengers Boys and Girls Club in the Los Angeles area for many years. I love the program and, you know, it's been years, so it's uh, changed since, you know, of course, since then. So I don't know what it's like right now, but at the time it was just a wonderful place. Um, you know, it was really majority black families and um, staff, and it was just really a nurturing environment. They really had high quality programs for their children. And so they could pick her up from school. Sometimes they even did a school visit to uh, just check in on her take her to field trips, gave her awards, uh, taught her new skills. She was doing like radio um, things, cooking, like just a range of opportunities that she had. So sometimes it can come in the form of a person, but it might be an institution or a family daycare or something like that that is part of your village. Um, 
and I was very happy with her there and um, really uh, trusted the staff and, you know, she had great memories there. And so that was very helpful for me. Uh, during the summertime, I had her in summer camps, uh, which were day camps, a couple of times a sleepaway camp. So during the different seasons, you have to change how it works for you and um, what works for your child. And then sometimes she was in swimming. Sometimes she was in soccer. Um, she also was in dance. Uh, you know, she went to Lula Washington Dance Academy for some years. Um, so your needs are going to change with the times, right? Your child may be interested in a new activity. If they go to a new school, if they transition from middle school to high school or from elementary to middle school, you're going to have to figure out a new way to do things. Uh, they may have a a early day dismissal that the other school didn't have. And so you really have to navigate that, but I want you to think about how you could get it done. And I also want you to understand that you don't have to take it all on and ask for help and evaluate how is it working? Do we find someone that's not as reliable as they should be? Because sometimes people said they would do it, but they would end up picking her up late. And so, of course, I had to try someone else and, and figure out what where they could help me in other ways if they were willing to help. But maybe they just couldn't be reliable to pick her up at a certain time. And you don't want to get mad at people. You just want to know, you know, you know that they're there to help you and to support you. And because of who they are, or where they are in their lives, they may be more helpful in other areas than other ways. Um, and that shifts me to thinking about, you know, it's not always going to work, right? Um, it's, all, it's not always going to work out the, the first way that you choose for them to help. So maybe be a pickup or someone who could drop off or whatever. Um, so again, talk to them about what works for them, the person who's going to help you and see if you can adjust it so that they could work or maybe they could help in another area, like I said. And they may also, as they're helping and navigating with your child, they might be bringing up some topics and ideas and information and suggestions that you're not going to like to hear. I'm going to pause. <laughs> I sip my tea. Yeah, so sometimes they're going to bring up things that you don't want to hear. They're going to say, you know, I noticed this about your kid. Um, I noticed that they're doing this. You need to maybe nip this in the bud that they have going on. I see a really bad habit that they're developing. And depending on who we are, and of obviously, we're always going to be defensive of our children, right? But really think about where the message is coming from. Is this someone that you trust? Is this someone who's had your back? Is this someone who has, you know, your child's interest at heart? And be open to listening. Obviously, you are the parent. You're going to make the ultimate decision about what needs to be done. But if you're hearing it from them and then you're hearing it from multiple people, a lot of times you might hear it from the school, you might hear it from different places, then you know, okay, this is an issue that your child, that you need to address with your child, that you need to try to make sure that they are getting their needs met. And we may not always want to hear it. So again, pause, take it in, think about it. Try not to be defensive. They're there to support you. Join us for Well-Educated Wednesdays every Wednesday on Instagram Live at Falling for Learning. It is a free parent question and answer session where parents can ask questions, 
learn about resources, strategies, and tips to make sure their children are on track for learning and stay on track for success. That's every Wednesday on Instagram Live at Falling for Learning. We look forward to seeing you and helping the next generation thrive. Think about where this message is coming from. Think about if you've heard it from other people, if you've noticed it yourself, right? Sometimes they're confirming something that you've already seen in your child, an issue that needs to be addressed. And sometimes it's a blind spot. You didn't know anything about it. You never heard about it. You never thought about it. And you're like, what? I never noticed my child was like this or that there was an issue with this. And so, you know, do your own observation, figure it out. It doesn't make sense. Is there some validity to it? Or is this person just you know, very picky or anal, I don't know, but really try to think about it in an objective way. Not a, you're offended. I can't believe they talked about my child or whatever. I mean, that's normal to be defensive for your child. Of course, you're there, you're protect them. You're going to make sure that they have the skills, the talent, the, you know, you want to develop the and nurture them. Right. And of course, part of that is being protective of them. That's just normal. Um, but you want to think about that village and look to them for some advice sometimes or suggestions. And of course, you are the person that's going to make the ultimate decision. Um, but you want to notice those blind spots that you don't see, especially for a single parent or a solo parent. And I make a distinction. A single parent may, you know, live in the home with their child with no other parent, right? It's just one parent. But they are working with another parent. They're co-parenting. Um, they have someone um, that is helping, um, at least if, with time, if not money, or time and money, right? A solo parent is a parent, um, like I was in certain stints of my, um, um, as I was raising my child, is I was uh, the only parent around. Uh, no one else was supporting financially or with time. And... Um, Frankly, when I tried to, you know, get support um, from the other parent, it was detrimental. It was more problems than it was worth. And so I had to make the decision like this is better just to be a solo parent by myself because I wasn't getting any money. I was trying to get some time. Um, but the time, you know, just the things that they, my child was exposed to or whatever just wasn't healthy and wasn't um nurturing for her so i was a solo parent so there's a clear distinction between a single parent and a solo parent um and you know as a solo parent you are going to have a lot of blind spots and you just need to know that right um at least with a single parent you know where you're doing some co-parenting you're able to like talk and that that parent can notice and you can notice and then again that village is a place that you'll see. And you know, if you're like a traditional couple or whatever that uh, takes care of it, you know, your children or your child, then of course you guys will both have your different styles or your personality and the things that you notice um, that you bring to the table. Um, but with the solo parent, we know that, you know, statistics show there's a lot of times really some negative things that happen with our children sometimes. And that's because, you know, we do have blind spots. We do have areas that we cannot um, mitigate or solve 
on our own. And that's why we're saying get a village. And I'm not saying a village is just for a solo parent or a single parent, but it definitely is for all parents if necessary. You have to look at what your goals are and what your needs are. And sometimes your work or, you know, there are parents out there who take care of family members, uh, you know, a mother or something like that an elderly parent or something like that, and they take care of their kids. And so there's a lot of pressure on that, um, you know, a lot of demands on that schedule. And so, you know, you want to take a look at what you need and how to support um, the growth of your child um, the best that you can, right? And, you know, of course, you're not perfect. And when you have... Um, yeah, I know, you know, the Bible says in a with a multitude of counselors, there is safety, right? So you have different people that are there to speak life into your child and to nurture them and give them the support that they need. And so that is something you really have to think about. Think about it in a very clear way, in a logical way, and see if you could trust them, right? And that means that the advice or the suggestions they give you you check it out for yourself and see if it makes any sense. That shifts me to another part that we need to think about as parents of adolescents, and that is social media. You know, uh, one parent was pointing out to me that back in the day, you would have to like sneak into the corner of the library to see pornography and different things like that. And, um, now that's no longer the case, right? They can see, you know, really negative things, violent things, sexual things on the internet anytime they want. And um, that's why you have to be on social media as if your child's on social media, you should be on social media. And a lot of parents, you know, haven't changed with the time. And they're like, oh, I'm not on social media. And you know, the children have a lot of like accounts that, that are in a different name or they're trying to hide it or whatever. So um, we will have a guest coming up soon about how social media um can be um, controlled in a way and how you could have parental controls on devices and different things like that so that you can be aware of what your child is getting into. We know statistics show that there are a lot of negative messages that kids get from social media. They start feeling bad about themselves. They have um, attributed to social media um, bullying cases and then incessant bullying where they can't even get away with from it because it's always there on their phone. You know, people have had suicidal ideation and even gone through um, and six, completed a suicide. So we really have to think about how we could protect our children in many different ways, how we could set up a village. Um, again, your aunt, the not, it could be your aunt, their aunt, you know, a cousin, a friend could be part of that social media hawk, right? Looking to see what they're getting into on social media and keeping an eye out on what's going on with them. Um, and of course, we know that children sometimes uh, start communicating with someone on social media, think that they're that it's their friend, meet with them, and there are some detrimental outcomes from that. So again, we want a village of people to help, you know, build protection around our child, help us notice areas where they need to improve and that they can work on and to be there when we can't be there, to be eyes and ears when we don't have eyes and ears on them or can't put them on them. Um, and so we really need to be aware of that 
and put that plan in place so that your child could be successful because it can be done. But if we try to do it by ourselves, we'll often find that we're up short, especially as a solo parent. You're not, it's, it's really not, um, ideal to be by yourself. Now, of course, there could be some extraordinary stories out there. They did it all by themselves, no help. Wonderful. But I'm suggesting to take your child to the next level. We learn about this with business and different things to get something done with high excellence and take it to that next level. You need a team. You know, um, when you think about, you know, concerts and superstars and all that, they didn't go out there and just perform by themselves and do it. They had a whole team and people behind the scenes that we'll never see that made that show come together. And the same thing with our children, like we need a village. It's optimal to do that rather than burn ourselves out, make ourselves stressed out because we're trying to do everything by ourselves. So just keep in mind, you know, it's not easy, but it's worth it to really uh, take the time and, you know, hone in on what your children need and, you know, trying to set up people in place to help you. And it's not going to just, I'm going to get this person for this. I'm going to get this person for this. And then it all comes together. It takes some time um, to really tweak it. Uh, you may even want to set up meetings with, you know, family members and stuff like that to help you, especially if you, you know, something really major happened with your child and you're like, I don't know what to do. What should we do? Here's some suggestions. Let's talk about this. How can you help? And so that you could try to put your child in the right direction. Um, and sometimes people think just moving changes it and it doesn't. I grew up from in Alaska, so I know. Um, there were a lot of negative outcomes from people too. Like they think I'm just going to move. This is going to solve the issue. And the answer is no. And it shows that if I um, am a person who is into drugs, I can get into drugs in Los Angeles. I can get into it in Alaska. I can get into it in Lancaster. Wherever you go, your issues will follow you unless you address them and try to figure out a way that you can heal or to improve, you are going to have the same issues. Your child will have the same issues. Um, you know, so some of us want to think, oh, let's just move them out of the school. That may work depending on what the issue is. So that's why you have that village in place to advise you and give you some suggestions because we may think, oh, people are just bothering our children and we don't know our children are actually starting the problems or causing issues and not being honest about that. Because we could pretend like things aren't going on and get mad at, at someone who brings up um, a flaw in our child or something that they feel like is an issue, but that issue won't go away, right? That issue is going to blossom, get bigger, and become a real big problem. And if it's not addressed by the time they're adults, then that's going to leave a lot of problems for the family and for that child who's not able to, who's now adult, not able to meet um, their goals and realize their dreams. Um, and so again, talk about it. Let's, uh, let me know, uh, what kind of village you have in place or what village, or what kind of needs you need for your child. And we'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining us on the Falling for Learning podcast. Have a great week. Thanks again for supporting the Falling for Learning podcast. New episodes go live every Saturday at 5 p.m. You can watch us 
on youtube.com at Falling for Learning or listen on all major podcast platforms such as Apple, Google, Audible, Spotify, and much more. For more resources, visit fallinginlovewithlearning.com. We really appreciate you. Have a wonderful week.